I want to just share from the scripture for a minute. Um, if you have your Bible or device, look at, let's look at Psalm 132. I didn't. I, I blew a vocal cord during worship. I didn't realize. <clears throat> so I'll be brief. Psalm one thirty-two. That passage. This passage is. It's so important to us in the house of prayer. It means everything to us. It's. It's one of the theme verses. And because in Psalm one thirty-two, what you find is. You find a, what would be a, an obscure passage that gives real, a, a behind-the-scenes look at David. And most people kind of know, especially if you're acquainted with the House of Prayer at all, you know that David held a worship and prayer meeting for 33 and a half years at the center of his kingdom. But Psalm 132 it tells us where he, where he decided to do that. And, um, and without going into major detail, I just want you to read this passage, and I, and I want to pull something out of it for you. So this is written by Solomon. This is David's son. He wrote this at the dedication of the temple that would come after David's tabernacle. And it's on the day they're dedicating the temple, and... And Solomon is, he's praying this prayer and he's saying, God, don't forget everything my dad went through. Don't forget everything my dad suffered so that this moment, that's what he's saying, so that this moment of this, this dwelling place with this temple, that it could be for you right now. So everything was running smoothly. He had 8,000 people on the government payroll just to see to it that there was a dwelling place for God. It's his whole life. And he got vexed. He looked at the whole thing and he said, this is too small. You're in a tent. I'm in a palace. I want to make you a temple. And God has to tell him, you can't make me a temple, son. You're a man of war. There's blood on your hands. But your son, he'll make me a temple. And it's at that occasion that Solomon is praying this prayer and he's saying, God, don't forget my dad. Don't forget everything he went through his whole life. He vowed and he swore and he made good on it. Now, God, don't forget everything he went through. And Solomon prays that prayer. And when he finishes, fire falls. And the glory of the Lord fills that place where the singers and the musicians couldn't stand to minister. The cloud was so thick. The anointing was so powerful. It overwhelmed everybody in the entire gathering. Look, a 20-year-old made a vow, and the entire nation came under the glory. See, there's something that happens to you when you get it. That there's nothing that a man can give you that will scratch the itch that God placed on the inside of you. Something happens to you when you realize there's not a platform I can be on, there's not a dollar amount you can give me, there's not a house, a car, a position, a title that, you, that will scratch the itch that's on the inside of me. 
you realize I'm made for something more. I'm made for something from another age. I'm made for something transcendent. I'm made for God. And so David would say, he said, my soul thirsts for God and God alone. My flesh longs for God. See, anybody that's ever touched that place, that pang of hunger, that desire says, I want God. More than anything, you're operating in what touched David. You're under the spirit that was on David. People flippantly say, I want to have a heart like David, or he has a heart like David. Let me tell you something. Until you're willing to risk it all for his presence, you haven't even begun to scratch it. That's what having a heart like David is about. Well, this is where I want to get it to. It's so interesting right here in the passage. I want you to see this with your own eyes. Verse 2, how he swore and how he vowed. But verse 11, the Lord swears to David. David swears to the Lord, I won't rest until you have a dwelling place. And God answers with a vow. And the vow that God answers with is shocking beyond all shocks. He says this in verse 11. The Lord has sworn in truth to David and he will not turn from it. And here it is. I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body. What does that mean? When you look into the whole phrase and what that's about, you find out this. That when David swore and he vowed and he set up the night and day prayer, God answered with a covenant. And that covenant was this. From your lineage, I will set on your throne a grandson, a great, 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 great grandson. He'll be known as the son of David. And he will reign forever and ever. David says, I want your presence more than anything. God, he goes, God, I swear I'll live my whole life for that. God goes, well, I've got something to swear to you. I'm going to bring the deliverer through your family. I'm going to save the world through your line, David. I'm not just going to impact the next generation with fire. I swear, David, there's one coming. He will reign forever. He'll be my son. That's what the Lord tells him. Look at this. And then he says this. Verse 13. For the Lord, he desired Zion for his dwelling place. And he says, this is my resting place. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. David swears, God, I won't rest until there's a dwelling place. And God swears, I will dwell. We're believing this. We're operating under this same anointing, this same spirit. We resonate with this. And so many people, they resonate with it too. They just don't know what to call it. Spiritual hunger, desire for God. Someone, someone said, I just want something more. I don't know. But I'm longing for something. And I'll tell you what's on my mind right now is that there is a massive transition that's taken place in church. 2020, we crossed a line. 
It's not going back to church as usual. The idea that we're going to get some vaccinations and everything's going to be hunky-dory and back to our platforms and back to our programs and back to our live streams, that is done. Let me tell you something. Church for man is done. And what God is saying right now is I want to repossess my church. I want to put my son's glory in the midst of my people again. I want a dwelling place on the earth. And I've chosen the place. And the place is Zion. It's the people of God. I will dwell in their midst. But it just takes. It doesn't even take a lot of people. It just, honestly, it just takes like one David. Just like one. One 13-year-old to get heaven's attention. One 20-year-old to swear and to vow. And when everybody says you're crazy and what are you doing and why don't you just be normal? And to say, I want something more. I want him. I'm giving language to you right now, and it's stuff that's in your soul. Your heart's beat with it, but you didn't know how to express it, and you thought you were weird. And sometimes you touch it, and the ache gets too strong, and you just turn away, and you, you medicate your own heart with Netflix or Spotify or something. And what he wants to do is he wants to bring that desire and that pang to a rolling boil on the inside until it possesses you. Until all you really, really care about is like what David wanted, that he would come and dwell. You know, the funniest thing about us in the house of prayer is this epic story, 15 years, all these cool things. We're all so dorky. We're all like so goofy and silly. And we, we mess up a ton. We make a ton of mistakes. We say sorry a lot because we have to. But there's something burning on the inside of each of us that resonates with that vow that David made. And it's just, I want your presence. I want your presence more than anything else, Jesus. And I just want to talk to him just like Hazen did a moment ago. Jesus, I want to tell you that you are the reward. You're the destination. Going viral is not the reward. Being popular is not the reward. Five minutes of fame, somebody selling their soul for shadows and vanity. You, Jesus, you're the reward. You alone. And I want to tell you, Jesus, you mean everything to me. You're all I want. You're my dream. And in the measure that I can vow and swear, 
I say it again to you. I will not rest until there's a dwelling place for God. Until Atlanta caves in to the glory of the Lord. Me and my people, we stand before you again tonight on this 15th anniversary. And we say we will not give sleep to our eyes, slumber to our eyelids, until there is a habitation, a 50-mile radius of kingdom influence, a demon-free zone of heavenly glory, till heaven comes and invades So you have the reward of your suffering in this region and in this city. Jesus, we are yours. I want to invite you right now. That vow of David's, if it resonates in your heart at all, this isn't about where you go to church or if you serve in the house of prayer or not. That's not what this is about. This is about if that vow that David made resonates in your heart and you want to say yes to not rest but to lean in, to press into God's presence until there's an outpouring, until there's an outbreaking of His glory. And you want to you notify the Lord that's me. That's, that's what's burning in my chest. I want to invite you to stand right now. Just all over the room. I won't rest. So there's a dwelling place for you in my city. I won't rest. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know what kind of grace I need, but God, I just, there's something in me that says, I want that spirit like what was on David. I want the zeal of the Lord like what was on David. Right now, let's just pray. Put your hand on your heart. Lord, here we stand before you in 15 years, and Lord, you know I know this. You know I feel this. I feel like we're just getting started. We've barely started. We're just getting out of the gate. So God, I'm asking for the very zeal that possessed David, the very thing that consumed David, consume us right now. Let the zeal of the Lord. Spirit right now. Let the zeal of the Lord, let it consume our hearts right now. Brand us with Psalm 132. with the vow that David made. I will not rest until there's a dwelling place for God.
I don't want to sell myself for nothing. I don't want to spend my strength on what is worthless. I want to burn for you. I want to live for you. I want to cry out to you. I want to adore you. I want to invoke your presence. I want to be so attractive to you that the hunger in my very soul will pull something out of your throne room and into this place. I don't care about a show. I don't care if it's tidy. I don't care what it looks like, God. We don't need any more gimmicks. We don't need any more plastic. We must have your glory. We must have your glory. your fire right now. Fire of the Holy Spirit on every heart right now. Release your fire in this room right now, Lord. How? Set your seal of fire. Set your seal of fire.
every heart. Some of you, you're signing up again. You're saying yes again. Some of you, you've been in a place, it's grown cold, and you're signing up again right now. Others of you, you're responding to this call for the very first time.